Here we go. That is the bell to round number 15, fight number four, Pacific Ghost Boxing. You, you know where you're at, folks. Here we go. Punches and bunches, hot sauce to the ribs, shoe shines in the corner, ranchos al hígado, when in doubt, stick it out. Dudo, dudo, dudo. Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. What's up, Rick? Round 15, man. Hey, man. Good to be here. Can you imagine that, Rick? Round 15 of fight number four, man. Yeah, wow. You know, It's... Uh... What is that? Uh, 60. 60. Yeah. 60 yeah, yeah. 60 episodes, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, 60. That's, uh, uh, over a year's worth. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right, which is about, yeah, we did. We started sometime back in, I got to see, I think it was back in May, mm -hmm. I think. And then Mikey Garcia was here in early, late June, July. Yeah. Um, Adam Blunos Lopez, uh, the, the Lizarraga brothers, Lazaro, right, yeah. who, by the way, has improved. I think he's 7-0. and Raul is 6-0. and now, Raul, mm -hmm. for now, supposedly, uh, we're working on him coming back into the, the revamped Standing 8 Count yeah. Studios, Rick. It looks good. We got good. ring ropes in here now. Mm -hmm. We got the floors that are cleaned up and polished. Can't wait to have uh, more folks in here to the Standing mm -hmm. 8 Count Studios. Round 15, uh, we were gone for a week, Rick. We took the Labor Day weekend off. Yeah. Well-deserved, by the no, way. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot happened in between, right? Mm -hmm. So, in which we're going to get to today. On the show, of course, we had the, as of recent, we had the Oscar Valdez fight. Yes. Right? And it's not only the fight itself that was of controversy, but it was just the activities leading up to the yeah. fight. It's a fight that we shouldn't have had. That's exactly, yeah. well, that's a very good point. That's a very <laughs> good point, Rick. But we did, and we'll yeah. talk about how that happened, why that happened, and did it make any sense. And then, of course, you got the judge coming out after the fact, yeah. talking about how he had an obstructed view, Rick. Yeah, how, you know, how does that happen? They they should have the, you know, the best seat in the house. Well, I there, mean, there shouldn't be anybody in front of them. Yeah, I mean, and that's why, by the way, that's why they have you know the three judges, right? Uh -huh. They're they're each sitting on one side. But you kind of wonder about that again with yeah. technology that's available now, right? Mm -hmm. How's he? How, how's he? How's he obstructed by the cameraman yeah. and other people? I mean, anyways, you've got that going on. Of course, we also had which we'll talk about. We had the unfortunate. Uh, Death of a fighter, a mm -hmm. uh, female, Jeanette Zacarias Zapata, 18-year-old fighter out of Aguascalientes, Mexico, mm -hmm. which happens to be the hometown of my mom. Uh, she passed away in a fight in, in uh, Canada. That was very sad. So we're going to touch on that yeah. and just talk about, you know, any opportunities for improvement. What could they do different, right? Yeah. Chances are, by the way, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, no. But, It'll stay the same. but we can still throw out yeah. some solutions, right? We're not the type of people that just bring up problems, Rick. We mm -hmm. bring up a problem and we have solutions. So what I'm getting to is it's a pretty big, pretty big uh, last 15 round, Rick, yeah. for a podcast. That being said, round 15, of course, we talk about a fight that resonates with us for every round of podcasts. This being round 15, None other than Goyle brought it up to us mm -hmm. at the Dignity Health Sports Center Park when we were there uh, for that last fight. And round 15, Rick, has to be Salvador Sanchez knocking out, though the fight was actually stopped, against Azuma Nelson um, mm -hmm. back in 1982. It was 82. Yeah, July 21st. Yeah, yeah. 
And of course, um, this was uh, a big fight for a lot of reasons. First of all, huge fight in the 126-pound division. And by the way, you're probably not going to find a better featherweight than Azuma Nelson, uh, not Azuma Nelson, but Salvador Sanchez. Yeah. I mean, this guy was it, right? When you talk about some of the great featherweights, I'm not sure if any featherweight today beats this guy. Mm-hmm. The great Alexis Argoy was really better at 130, a uh, little past this time. Otherwise, would have been a heck of a fight for these guys to have clashed. But the unfortunate part about this is that this was Salvador Sanchez's last fight, Rick, because just uh, four weeks after that, on August 12th, 1982, passes away in a car accident. Yeah, no, you know, very sad uh, to hear, you know, th- that happened, you know, so close to after this fight, you know, his biggest win, um, you know, Zuma Nelson, you know, even though he was only 13-0 and at the time, yep. you know, Zuma Nelson went on f- for a uh, great career, Hall of Fame career. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, when I think of fighters from Ghana, that's the first yeah. fighter that I think about is, is Zuma Nelson. And, you know, when Sergio Mora made the statement that yeah. all the toughest fighters come from Ghana, <laughs> that's right. this is that's who he was exactly probably referring he was talking to. About. It's interesting. So so I watched this fight leading up to this podcast, mm-hmm. Rick, just to kind of remind myself because I was a, a kid. Show, I won't completely show my age, Rick, but I do remember watching this fight live. And so I watched it again. And I'll tell you, again, going into the fight, right, Azuma Nelson, major underdog, mm-hmm. only 13 fights, 13-0. and 0, And it reminded me, Rick, what a scary fight this was if you were a Salvador Sanchez fan because Azuma Nelson came out firing on all cylinders, Rick. If you haven't watched this fight, if anybody hasn't watched this fight, watch this fight. What a great 126-pound fight. So me, I had Azuma Nelson winning the first five, six rounds, Mm -hmm. and then after that, you could slowly start to see. Now, don't get me wrong. Sanchez was landing the first six rounds, but Azuma Nelson's just like a buzzsaw, man. Yeah. And it was only toward the end of the fight or toward the middle to late rounds that you could see Sanchez start to take over. Yeah. Sanchez dropped him, and then eventually, and this wasn't, by the way, a, um, a Julio Cesar Chavez, Maldrick Taylor stoppage in the 15th mm-hmm. round. This was a legitimate stoppage. Yeah. This was in the middle of the 15th round. Azuma Nelson had no chance. Great decision by the referee. Yeah, you know, um, in in times where, you know, you don't see always the, the best decisions being made, it was good uh to know that, that that fight was stopped. Exactly. That's what I thought about as I was watching this fight. Because yeah. I mean, this is an old school fight, 1982, right? When you think mm-hmm. the referee, they're just going to let him you know, keep going. He didn't. But I'll tell you what, Nelson was done. The yeah. problem with Azuma Nelson is that he literally was getting up a la Rocky, right? Yeah. Where he was down and he'd pop right back up, uh-huh. right? Except... They, you know, in this case, he actually had to administer a standing eight count, not like Rocky when because it was a flash knockdown, yeah. right? He gets to get up and fight immediately. Not in this case, right? But pretty interesting. Uh, Salvador Sanchez in the 10th round slips and watching the fight again, I remembered uh, Salvador Sanchez is on one knee and Azuma Nelson tries to take him out while he's on a knee, right? Luckily, he didn't land the punch because that would have been pretty bad. Yeah. But um, but these guys, a lot of respect for each other. Yeah, Zuma Nelson ended up having a great career. He beat, he actually fought um, Gabriel Ruelas mm-hmm. on the card right above you, and that one that we talked about, uh, Greg Haugen and Julio Cesar Chavez, yeah. he fought on that card. He actually beat Gabriel Ruelas. He ended up losing, by the way, to Chicanito Hernando Hernandez, mm-hmm. but that was later in his career. Yeah, but the great Azuma Nelson, yeah, one of the best fighters that I saw in the 80s, Rick. Yeah, no, he, you know, he had a great career. You know, he fought a lot of the best, you know, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Uh, he ended up losing that one, but, you know, by decision. 
Exactly. But, uh, you know, he, he fought a lot of the greats. No, he was. H- Hall yeah. of Famer, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know how we missed it the other two times, although yeah. we had a lot of pretty good fights in round 15, but yeah. had to call out Salvador Sanchez and Azuma Nelson. And I'm telling you, folks, if you have not seen that fight, YouTube it. It's there. Nowadays, you don't even have to watch it with commercials. They mm-hmm. just show one round after another. What a fight, man. Yeah. No, no, I'm definitely going to go out and uh, watch it. We don't see fights like that anymore at at any division. Anyways, Rick, a lot to talk about. I would definitely want to get into talking about the whole Valdez. Um, The big heavyweight fight is coming up in two weeks. Not a lot of action this weekend, right? Yeah, no. um, The uh, Stephen Fulton, uh, Brandon Figueroa card was this weekend, but... Due to COVID, it was, it was uh, it's been postponed. Yeah, that's unfortunate because mm-hmm. that was going to be a really good fight, yeah. right? We we met, we chatted with Stephen Fulton a little bit at the Dignity Health Sports Center, right? Yeah, good dude was dressed very sharp, uh-huh. <laughs> right? And so finally, right, a division that actually unifies fighters and does the right thing that's going to be put off, unfortunately. But we do have the big heavyweight showdown that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be. Um, Closer fight than people think, and the numbers show it, by the way, Rick. The numbers definitely show that. All right, folks, a lot to talk about, a lot of boxing news. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back. Um, I'll tell you one thing, Rick. Um, we were hit up on our Instagram page mm-hmm. by a follower who was questioning my call and question on Jake Paul yeah, and kind of what he's done in boxing and his latest uh, fight against, wh- what was his opponent's name? Woodley. Yeah, Tyrone right. Woodley. Right, Woodley. And there's one thing that I'll say that I missed, right? I could say we missed, but... Um, Paul apparently right uh, shares or gives a portion of his purse to other fighters that are on the undercard. Mm-hmm. Rick, I don't know if we got the exact amounts. No, yeah, I, I wasn't able to find the the exact amounts, but um, he was he did give uh, Amanda Serrano. Um, he bumped her um, her paycheck for that that weekend. Yeah, and it seemed like you know he was he was giving a lot of his purse to everyone else. Yeah, and and I think that that's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very gracious of him. It shows a lot of humility. It shows a lot of respect. Uh, when's the last time you heard a regular fighter do that on a card? Yeah, no, the, you know, you've got the uh, probably the fighter that made the most money. Yeah, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, didn't do anything. Like yeah, you that. never heard yeah. any of that, right? Even Pacquiao, you don't. Now maybe they do it, and we don't know about it, mm-hmm. but publicly i don't i don't remember hearing it so not only that right there's that piece and then there's also the fact that you know i've just been kind of sitting back reading about this jake paul guy and i'll tell you i'm not saying i'm full circle as far as saying that he's a real boxer but i but i'll say this and i've said this before rick on the podcast people can go back and listen i respect what he's doing anybody that gets in the ring it takes a lot of courage to to do that trust me and so he's physically in shape Right mm-hmm. now, is he fighting legitimate opponents and fighters? Probably not. But no. you know what? Does it really matter? Because he's being compensated for it. Yeah, right. You know, he's being compensated for it, and you know uh, these are a lot closer fights. You know these these are fights where people are arguing over who's going to win the fight. Right. You That's know, right. It's not like some of these fights that they've been scheduling lately. Right. Where you know who's going to win the fight. That's exactly right. And you think about it, right? Can can any Joe Schmo in the street say, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead, you get in shape, right, and yeah. go out and fight 
Woodley or go out and fight, who was it, Paul Askren, yeah. right? And and let's see how they do, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not going to happen. So this guy, again, he's a one-man monetizing machine. I have nothing but respect for what he's doing and marketing himself. Yeah. And so just want to set the record straight. I respect what he's doing. Do I think he's a boxer? I got to tell you, Rick, he trains like a boxer, <laughs> okay? Yeah. He puts the time in like a boxer, and he's boxing in the ring. So you know what? He is a boxer. Yeah. Okay? He's not fighting top, you know, level opponents, yeah. but he's certainly doing what he needs to do and who am I or anybody else to mm-hmm. question him? I think it's a lot of haters, right, that are saying, yeah. "Well, I'll go out and fight a real fighter." I've even said that. But I'm backing off from that saying, "You know what? You know, amen to him if he can continue to um cash in." Yeah on these fights and people like to watch them and if it brings a little bit more of the spotlight to boxing then so be it you know and it you know it's entertaining you know yeah if, if people weren't buying it yeah you know then he would stop fighting He'd that's do something right else. that's exactly right and a lot of the stuff that he yeah. says is his true and i think what you know what what gets people off on him on the other side is just kind of how he comes off with yeah. his arrogance. But then, like I said, when you hear that he's giving money mm-hmm. to fighters on the undercard, nobody does that. Yeah, no. So you gotta, I, I, I gotta give him credit for that. And and it seems like he respects the sport. I yeah. think that's why he does it. You yeah, know, I think he he truly loves the sport. Yeah, and he wants to see it grow. And I think that uh, that's a good point. And I think that the fighters that that um, that have resentment, right, mm-hmm. is because. They took a different path and are not making the money that he is, right? Yeah. Even, you know, Canelo was was going against it, saying this is dangerous, this is ridiculous. Hey, man, this guy found a way to get in the ring mm-hmm. and make more money than most fighters will make in their entire careers. Yeah. And so there's a, there, there is, right? There, there's a resentment. There's an envy to it yeah. that this guy took a shortcut. Well... He's using all of the resources that are around him, Rick. He's yeah. using social media. He's using technology. I, I'm sorry. What's wrong with that? So yeah. he needs to go and fight a bunch of guys in TJ. And well, the, the other right? thing I was I, I was hearing, uh, I heard an interview with him, and he was yeah. just talking about that boxing just doesn't do a good enough job of marketing itself. Yeah, you know that yeah. the reason why he exists is that boxing doesn't do like he's yeah. like if you have a favorite fighter, you know. How hard is it for you to go out and get a shirt yeah. of your favorite fighter? You're yeah. not getting you're not getting it from them. You're right. getting it from, you know, some bootleg guy. Yeah. That, you know, just a making shirts and uh, they 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 don't really go, um, they they don't do the marketing. Right. You know that say like a WWE does, mm-hmm. a UFC does. Right. Like they've got a marketing deal with uh, UFC has one right. with, with Reebok. Yeah. You know, and so it's a lot easier to go to one place. Yeah, and he said if there was one place where you could just go and get a shirt, yeah. your favorite fighter, yeah, you know, it, it would it would work wonders. And that's a, that's a great yeah. point because when you were saying that, you're right. Think about that. You know, we're big boxing fans, and uh-huh. when I want to get a shirt of somebody, good luck. You have to happen to to come across it right, and, you right. Know, by accident at, at the fights. Yeah. Maybe at the fights they're selling. That's why I I bought a mm-hmm. Liam Smith shirt. Even the the last fights we went to, the, yeah, uh, I think it was the Figueroa. Yeah, you know, we went to the. Uh, Mm-hmm. And maybe three shirts there. Right, that's it. You know, in- that's it. Andy Ruiz had a few things, uh-huh. but literally you have to go yeah. to the fights yeah. to get his shirt. So he's right about that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. I think the more I look at his at what he's doing, right, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of folks that have a lot of resentment yeah. and a lot of envy toward what he's doing and how he's reached the level of success that most of these fighters, Rick, will never reach. Yeah. Right. And so I think when, you know, I could be considered a purist, right? Kind of like baseball when they mm-hmm. did the wild card, right? Yeah. I love the wild card now, by the way, right? 
which is where the Dodgers are headed, by yeah. the way. And so I like the wild card. It, it makes for an exciting uh, uh, time. You know, your team's not mm-hmm. out of it, right? They, they, they still have a shot. And it's the same with boxing, right? The purist, oh, no, you got to work your way up. You got to have mm-hmm. your 20 fights. You got to fight, you know, uh, I'll do all this, you know, we'll f- fight at the club level, at the hotels, right? No, not this guy, man. He didn't make his name in boxing, Rick. He made his name in the social media platform, right? Where he's got, I don't know how many millions of followers, right? And he crossed over into sport that he loves, and he got in shape. And I'm sorry, man, but he's taking a risk. When he goes in there, he's fighting against guys that if he gets hit, it's no joke. So, It wasn't an easy fight. His last fight, you know, wasn't an easy fight. He wasn't fighting, you know, a smaller basketball player. He was fighting a guy that was probably smaller than him. Yeah. But... He is some sort of fighter. He's a legitimate yeah. fighter. He's like, that's what I'm saying. You know, again, most people, most. How old is Jake Paul? Is he 23 or something? Yeah, some younger. 20s. Yeah, most 23 year olds are not going to be able to get in the ring with Woodley mm-hmm. and go eight rounds. No, trust me on that. That's not going to happen. They probably get knocked out. Yeah. So there you go, Rick. I'm 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 just about, again. I'm not. I'm still not saying that he's going to be the top 10 uh-huh. light heavyweight. Or cruiserweight. No. Okay. And I've said this before. I respect what he's doing, but I guess you could say now I appreciate more now what he's doing. Yeah. And so thank you to um I forget what the individuals on yeah. Instagram they just go by names or by, you know, whatever their screen mm-hmm. deal is. Good feedback. So if you're listening, you're right. Nothing but respect, especially with sharing his purse, yeah. right? No, yeah, definitely. All right, Rick. So there was some fights that took place from the last time we did uh, our podcast. Yeah. So we'll go back back a couple of weeks. Um, the Josh Warrington uh, Mauricio Lara fight uh, was a technical draw after two rounds. You know, there was a clash of heads. Uh, it opened up a nasty cut over uh, Lara's left eye. What a disappointment, Rick. Okay, yeah. because I'm going to tell you, I was watching this fight, uh-huh. and let me tell you something. By the way. On our bucket list, Rick, we have yeah. got to go overseas. To the UK. Yeah. yeah, and be a part of those fights. Yeah. The entrance to Warrantine, who I have told you from far, you know, when he beat the, uh, the Jackal Carl Frampton, mm-hmm. one of my favorite fighters, the entrance, the whole, um, the whole just the, the, the feel there in that arena, wow, man. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, it was. It looked like a great atmosphere, and uh, they don't get that here in the U.S. By the way, no. you don't get that kind of atmosphere in the U.S. Right? No. I mean, maybe, maybe we just haven't been to that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you go up north to one of the, uh, oh, I was going to say Gabriel Flores fighting that didn't yeah. go so well for him this weekend. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. But yeah. first of all, let me just talk about that. I love the fans overseas, mm-hmm. Rick, and yeah. how they treat their fighters. It is amazing. Okay, as for the fight itself. Dang, did we miss out. Yeah. Because it was starting to be a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, right? So much for it being, you know, Warrington was just, you know, hadn't fought, inactive. Laura was. He caught him by surprise. Laura seemed like he was picking up right where he left off, Rick. Yeah. I don't know if it was heading for another knockout, but these guys were exchanging blows. Warrington definitely looked a lot sharper and a lot more prepared. Yeah. No doubt about it. No, yeah. I, th- I thought he looked good up until... Uh, until that point um you know this definitely has to go to a third fight you know just um but yeah the fans missed out because this is you know this would have been a great fight and would have loved to have seen the rest of the rounds oh man i'm telling you yeah Yeah. we just we missed out it it was just shaping in and by the way it was the right thing to do yeah nasty cut Mm -hmm. 
And you don't want, because here's what would have happened, right? Do you want it stopped after the second round? Or do you want it stopped after round four? And then they go to the cards, yeah. right? And then they give it to a fighter who hasn't. So I'd rather this. Yeah. No, right? it's better doing it this way. It's a draw. Yep. And then, you know, they'll still, they'll still have a third fight. They have to. Yeah. The question is when, where, how soon, because that's a pretty nasty cut, mm-hmm. right? That's not something that's going to heal in four or five weeks. Those yeah. take months. And but dang, that was so unfortunate. Yeah, no, it, it was it was not good to see. Um, Katie Taylor looked good. Yeah, and its decision over uh, Jennifer Hahn. Uh, it was you know lopsided one hundred uh, to eighty nine on all yeah. three cards. Um, they still you know they're talking the Serrano super fight. Yeah. Um, you know there's a possibility, and they were talking about St. Patrick's Day in New York. Wow, that would be something, yeah. right? We'll see. Remember, they were close before. They were close a few years ago, and then depending on who you believe, it just fell through for whatever reason. Yeah. But, it, you know, again, we've talked about this before, Rick, ad nauseum. Boxing itself, just based on what we were talking about, you can't even find a place to, to buy a shirt. Jake mm-hmm. Paul makes a great point. I like him better now for making that a very yeah. astute point, right? And women's boxing? Forget it. Oh, they, they have the to make this fight. Yeah, yeah, it's even worse. They have to make this fight. This puts their sport... In that genre, even more on the map. Got to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no definitely. Um, to finish off that card, it was uh, Connor Ben. Yes. Uh, unanimous decision over Adrian Granados. He looked yeah. really good in this one. It's probably time to start stepping him up against um, better fighters. Um, I, I, he was talking about, you know, getting a uh, Adrian Broner fight. Right, right. You know, I, I don't really need to see that. But yeah. if that's the next step, then it's the next step. The only thing about that is, again, yeah, Broner always makes it interesting, uh-huh. right? Verbally, more than yeah. so, more so than in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. We were in Vegas when we saw him against Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. I think he still made another fight after that. I forget who it was, right? But it, we just know what we're going to get. We're going to get Conor Ben yeah. versus uh, Adrian Broner. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a close fight. Ben's going to win, and then Adrian Broner's going to be mad that he didn't get the decision. All I could say, though, is that maybe, just maybe, this is the time when, because Connor Ben is young enough, maybe yeah. this is the guy that's able to put uh, Broner away. Yeah, could be. Right, and then and then it's a whole different discussion. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I thought he looked impressive. Yeah. You know, he did what he had to do. Uh, uh, what's his name is, you know, Adrian Broner has really become, you know, the glorified gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. And uh, I guess now we'll speak about, um, it was it Jeanette uh, Zacharias? Yes. Yes. Um, so she, she died at 18 after a knockout. Um, and it was, you know, she died five days after uh, the knockout in Canada. Yeah, really unfortunate. You know, I posted on our Instagram, Rick, we both have 18-year-old daughters, mm-hmm. so it's even worse, right? It doesn't matter. Any fighter that passes away, it's a bad deal. But, you know, being a girl, being 18, it obviously resonates for us. Um, and I just look at this whole situation, right, and you ask why, how did it happen, right? Because there's not a lot of deaths in, in boxing. You can probably pull up a stat or numbers as to how many there's been, right? But um, it's not like there's one a month or one, you know, one it's rare, yeah. But I think that, you know, you start to read everything that surrounded this fight, right? The father comes is coming out afterwards and saying that, you know, the local physician didn't clear her for the fight, but she wanted to fight anyways, right? She actually said, you know, I don't care if I die in the ring, right? I yeah. think that, and then you, you, you read about what, you know, the promoters that are putting the fight together, they said that they had no idea. They had no information 
that the physician had not cleared her or had questioned her status. She was knocked out cold uh, in May, Rick, just three months prior to this, right, mm-hmm. against the Cynth- an 8-0 Cynthia Lozano, by the way. Okay? Yeah. So y- you get all that. Supposedly they were having issues finding a fight for her opponent, uh, Marie-Pierre Holy. And so, of course, they go to Mexico and they find her, right? She takes the fight for all of $1,500. So you question, right? So the rules are after a knockout in boxing, you're not supposed to participate in any boxing activity for 60 days. Yeah. If you do the math, right, and she got knocked out by Lozano on 514, that would put her at 714 with no boxing activities if it's being enforced. And I don't know how you enforce and regulate that, by the way. Yeah. How, how do you enforce her? Hey, you can't go in the ring. You yeah. can't because you're not supposed to do anything. And you know, and who's who's there watching? You know, she's probably in some obscure right. boxing gym. That's right. You know. That's right. That's right. Like yeah. I said, she's from Aguascalientes. That's my mom's hometown. Mm-hmm. I've been there many times. That's where I saw um, Adam Lopez's dad, Hector Lopez, fight against Miguel Angel Gonzalez. Anyways, Rick, you just start to question how this fight even came to be, yeah. and and all of the information that was possibly available. And she, so she ends up getting paid, by the way, $1,500, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay, $1,500, you may say, well, geez, that's not a lot of money. Rick, the minimum wage in Mexico is $7 per day, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you do the math, $1,500 is about seven months where it's a regular pay. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, right? She's not making this decision in a vacuum. She's got a manager slash trainer, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't think they're getting a cut of that? Of course they are, yeah. right? So they're looking at that. So she probably wasn't even going to make the full 1500 right? Yeah. She'd probably be lucky to get what? Maybe half of that? Maybe half of that. You right. Know, everybody's going to get their cut. Everybody, and then, yes. Yeah. So that that's another thing, right? Everybody's looking at it like, hey, why not? Let's go. It's $1,500. Mm-hmm. You know, they get flown to Canada. They, they get per diem. They get put up in a hotel. Yeah. Um, the promoter's happy because they get to make their fight. And voila, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you get a death. So that's what happens, Rick. Yeah, no, it, it just um, somebody has to step in and um, you know not let her take this fight. You know, the, whether it's the dad, you know, the husband, um, you know, the doctors there. Yeah, know, it's just um, you know it's sad to hear. You know, I think you just need to start matching people up. Like she was basically flown in. Yeah. to get knocked out again. That's exactly right. You no, know, that's exactly and, right. <laughs> you know, you you fly her in for that. You know, yeah. it. it uh, that's when things like this happen. You know, it's not a team, you know, a, a fight that she was going to win. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, and unfortunately, you know, that they weren't able to stop it before, you know, something. She she, never, she actually didn't even go down. No, I know. And, and if you watch the fight, yeah. by the way, the referee wasn't even going to stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was taking punishment, right? Big yeah. lefts, a big right. And, it was, and the ref was just watching. Yeah. And it wasn't until the bell sounded and then that was it. And, and you make a good point, by the way, because here's the thing. From a skill set perspective, okay, she is two and four. Yeah. Okay. The previous fight was against an eight and O fighter, mm-hmm. Cynthia Lozano, at 151. By the way, prior to that, according to Boxing Rec, she fought at 117 pounds. Oh, wow. so next fight, 154, she gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Now this fight, 143, she gets knocked out. These are fighters, Rick. Again, these females, fifteen hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Like I just yeah. said, average minimum wage in Mexico seven dollars a day. Do you really think, right, that at six fights, she has enough skill set and proficiency level to be fighting elite fighters? Yeah, no. no. 
But no one's checking that, right? Yeah. Because they're just looking for an opponent. They're looking mm -hmm. for that B-side just to pad whoever's record, and that's what they did. Um, here's the thing, right? You talk about technology, right? You can go, you were talking about, you were in Chicago, you were in uh, Colorado. Mm -hmm. You can use your ATM card. And why, Rick? Because there's something called the cloud, right? Yeah. That's got all this information on your financial uh, transactions, mm -hmm. and it allows you to do that. So why can't we have some kind of a sophisticated system that when physicians review a fighter like her, doesn't matter if it's in Mexico, Italy, Quebec, yeah. they can flag her as saying, currently not able to fight, right? Mm -hmm. She's currently in a holding pattern, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. And so when promoters are looking for fighters that are available, it'll only show them, right? It looks in the database, and it'll only show you fighters that are physically cleared to fight. Now, you can doctor the results. I get that. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other discussion. But we have the technology, okay? We have mm -hmm. cryptocurrency and blockchains, Rick, right? Yeah. We have enough that you get physicians that participate in this and say, once you clear the fighter, submit it to this server, website, whatever you want to call it, and then there you go. Yeah. Right? And it's their credibility, and there's a liability at stake as well, right? If you're a physician that clears her and then she dies afterwards, yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Can you show us the test? Show us yeah. how they were performed. And, but, and it's just, a, you know, what it's what happens in boxing. You know, a lot of people yeah. look the other way when they shouldn't. We'll, we'll get into a couple other fights that are, you know, we're going to talk about. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of people looking the other way and not um, concerned about the fighter's well-being. Oh, that's exactly right. And that's that's and again, you know, maybe that's something that a guy like Jake Paul brings mm -hmm. to the, you know, puts the spotlight on. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, do you, you know, the fighters, we talked about this in one of our first podcasts when we talked about what's wrong with boxing. We asked uh, Mikey Garcia about it. They're not unionized, the fighters. Yeah. Right. So guess what, Rick? There's no health insurance. They have to bring health insurance, yeah. by the way. OK, there's no pension. There's nothing for fighters. Mm -hmm. There's no single sanctioning body. Right. There's no governing body that looks out for the well-being of them. No. There's all of these sanctioning bodies, WBA, BC, IBO, WBO. There's nobody there really for the fighters. It's every man. They're basically like all working on 1099s. Mm -hmm. They're like a, a, a one-person contractor everywhere they go. Yeah. And here, Because here's the thing, right? From her perspective, it's like, well, hey, if she doesn't take that fight for $1,500, guess what? Somebody else somebody in her else. gym will take it. Yeah. So they go, and they do it. And it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if they don't have the talent, if they're not prepared— it's fifteen hundred bucks. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, yeah. And it happened, mm -hmm. and and it'll happen again. By the way, so yeah. again, unfortunate. You know, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our condolences and prayers to her family, loved ones, and everybody. You just hope that the folks that made this fight and everybody in the boxing community and organizations um, actually does something about it and even listens to some of the solutions that we're offering. Yeah. Right. And, and the matchmakers that are putting these fights together. We were talking about, uh, you know, when we went to, uh, this was back in 2017, Fantasy Springs. Mm -hmm. We took a picture with her and her husband afterwards. Her husband was her trainer, Carla Valenzuela. Yeah. Okay, I was talking to you here before the show. She lost to Marlon Esparza. Marlon Esparza was 3-0 at the time. Mm -hmm. Her record, Rick, Carla Valenzuela, 3-16 and at the time. Yeah. Okay, like you said... They're just bringing her in, right, mm -hmm. as fodder. You know what Carla Valenzuela's record is today, Rick, since 2017? No, what is it? Three and 23. Uh, 
you know, and, and you're, I remember, you know, we, we were speaking with both of them and, you know, yeah. they pretty much were how excited they were to even like right. be there. You know, that's right. The, and that's right. This is Indio, California. We're not mm-hmm. talking about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's not Las Vegas. It's not, you know, right. big city, but right. they were excited. Like, you know, hey, we're in America. We're, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it. Uh, and she went the distance, by the way. Mm-hmm. She went six rounds and yeah. she lost the unanimous decision. Shocker. That's when, remember, Marlon Esparza was walking around in her boxing trunks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We took a, you know, we chatted with her and stuff. But <laughs> Good luck now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> forget about that, right? But here's the thing is that's the whole thing. Carla Valenzuela, 3-16, and 16, now 3-23. and 23. After the Marlon Esparza fight, by the way, she has lost uh, two decisions and got knocked out four times. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you know what? She'll continue to fight mm-hmm. because she's probably getting that $1500 paycheck. Yeah. She's 3 and 23. It's money on the table. It's her and her husband who goes around and there you go, mm-hmm. man. Anyways, folks, that's the the dark side of boxing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um all right, coming up, we got the Oscar Valdez fight. Yeah. Got to talk about that one. A lot of controversy all the way around on that one. Mm -hmm. The judging, the fight, the activities up to the fight. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. All right, Rick, let's get to it. There was the other big card this weekend. There's several. I know we're going to talk about the uh, Holyfield and Belfort. Mm Mm-hmm. That I can safely say was a disaster. Yeah. Okay. And I nobody think we knew it was going to be. Nobody can argue with me yeah. and say, why are you calling it a disaster? Yeah. That was a dang disaster. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, okay, the other fight, Valdez fight, Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've got Oscar Valdez, a unanimous decision over uh, Robson uh, Consejo. Yes. And, um, you know, it was probably a closer fight than the uh, scorecards were. Yeah. But it was everything kind of leading up to the fight. Yeah, that um, you know we're we're concerned with. That's exactly right, Rick. So let, let's get into that, right? So he was participating. Both fighters were participating mm-hmm. in what is called VADA. That is nothing more than the voluntary anti-doping agency, yeah. right? And here's the thing: a lot of people get confused. There is the world WADA. Yeah. That's the world anti-doping agency. That's really the one that establishes <clears throat> kind of the rules, policies, and procedures. It's the same people. And the same labs for for either. Okay, yeah. a lot of people just get confused. I just want to level set. It's not two different organizations. It's really the same thing. Yeah. The difference is is the when and the how. Okay, mm-hmm. the diff- the big difference is that the WADA. Okay, when they perform tests, the sub the substances. Okay, are only illegal. In what they consider during the in-competition phase, Rick. In-competition phase, when, when, when is that, you ask? That's from 11.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. to before the fight. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's when, if you test positive for that, the WADA will say, hey, right, we got you, that's illegal, can't do that. The, the VADA, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Agency, that's whenever. Okay, now they, you know, the WBC has a program called the Clean Boxer Program. So they can set that up and say, okay, it's not eight weeks before, but technically, VADA, you can test that. That's just random anytime during the year, Rick. Yeah. No, it, it um, you know, I, I get all that. You know, it, uh, I guess the sub- substance was uh, fentermine. That's correct. And so, you know, I guess, 
you know, diving into that yeah. is it allows you, you know, to take in more oxygen, yeah. be able to work out longer, you know, get stronger, you know, while, while yeah. you're in training, which yeah. would definitely help. You know, if, if you're sure. able to train sure. harder than somebody else who's yeah. not on it, it's definitely going to help. Helps with weight loss. It's a central nervous, basically like a stimulant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the whole thing, right? So why the, you know, so why was the fight allowed then, right? Um, yeah. Because very similar, right? Back in 2018, Billy Joe Saunders tested positive for um, another performance-enhancing drug called oxy uh, oxylofrin. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, this was considered out of competition for the for for the WADA, but again, VADA doesn't care, right? VADA just gets the test and they just provide it. Yeah. They're not an actual, you know, organization. They're not anybody that can enforce anything. All they do is say, here's the test and you guys can do what you want with it. Well, Billy Joe Saunders tested positive and that this fight was taking place and the Massachusetts, right, uh-huh. Athletic Commission basically banned uh, Billy Joe Saunders. That's when he was going to fight Demetrius Andre and yeah. say, no, you're not allowed to fight him. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't matter what the sanctioning bodies at the time said, whether it was the, you know, IBF, whatever. They said, no, you're not. That didn't matter because the state of Massachusetts said you're not going to fight. You have a guy that tested positive. In this case, the fight was in Arizona and the Pasquale Yucky Tribal Athletic Commission ruled in favor of Vasquez because they said the substance that he tested positive for. Mm-hmm. Right. Was outside of competition. <laughs> Okay, it wasn't in competition. It was eleven fifty eight p.m. before the fight, so they said in that in that case, he's good to go. And my deal is, if that's the case, then why was he even doing VADA? Yeah, yeah. What, what, just, what's the point of participating in the VADA testing program if you get a positive VADA test and you're still allowed to fight? What's the point? Yeah, it, it just you know, there's the, there's a lot of people to blame here for letting this fight go go on. Yeah, you know, they, this fight shouldn't have gone on. You know, the WBC probably should have been the first one to say, you know what, no fight. You know, maybe they strip him of his title. Yeah, you know, basically he just got a slap on the wrist. You know, uh, he's got to go through a few hurdles of you know, uh, stay in the Vada testing. You know, but if it and and if he tests positive, then next time we we punish him. Yeah. It just it, it looks bad. You know, I I get. Part of my my thing is why they let this fight go on. Yeah. Number one, it's Arizona. Right. Arizona, you can kind of write your own rules. You know, I think um, Chavez Jr. came in, mm-hmm. you know, eight pounds heavy. That's right. And Arizona just let the fight go on. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know the other thing is in this era with um, with COVID, yeah, everything. I think you're getting fights canceled all the time. Yeah. And if you can get this fight in, yeah. I think they decided, you know what? We're going to make some money on this. We've sold a ton of tickets. Sure. Let's let's do the fight. Yeah. You know, but sometimes, you know, you're not doing the right thing. You yeah. know, what what if uh, Consejo really gets hurt in this fight? Right. You know, and then, you know, it's a bad, you know, it's a black eye for for the sport. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I don't care what anybody yeah. says, right? The decisions are definitely financially motivated. Mm-hmm. Okay, by everybody involved, right? The show must go on type of attitude, right? The show must go on because there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah. And and so we're going to find a way. And that's the thing, right? As a technicality, not even as a technicality, um you know, the WADA again, right? They only ban that substance when it's in competition. Yeah. Okay. So technically, 
he he tested positive for his for it outside of competition. But to your point, and the WBC, by the way, Suleiman, he just completely backed away from it and said, "Yeah, we're we're not touching it." Mm-hmm. And the reason he said he's not touching it, Rick, is because basically it's really up to the state and the athletic commission of where the event is taking place. Yeah. Because again, VADA is not uh, an enforcement agency of any organization, right? Mm-hmm. They're not affiliated with it. They're just saying, "Here's the results. Do what you want with it." Um, and that state, that commission said, "Yeah, we're we're okay with it." That being said, I think it's a cop out. I think yeah. the WBC should have said, "No." Then you know what? He can go on, but it's not for our championship. Yeah, right. It's not for the WBC title anymore. Or do what they do, where like when they when they weigh in um, over, right? You know. The the belt is on the line for Consejo only. That's exactly yeah. right. That, that that would have even been something, yeah. right? Okay, maybe the fight, um, yeah, he's, he's penalized for it in that way. Mm-hmm. Instead, right, the whole deal is, okay, now he's going to be on this. He's on probation, right? And, yeah. you know, if we catch him and he tests positive again, there's going to be, you know, extreme disciplinary action, right? Almost like at work, including an up to termination. Give me a break, Yeah. right? Um, okay, now... From a Valdez perspective, okay, he's coming out saying, and by the way, I think it impacted him how he fought. Mm-hmm. I don't mean the fact that the you know the that he tested positive or the drug. I'm talking just the emotional, yeah, right. It's definitely th- a distraction. Yeah, it's a distraction. I don't think he was focused, but you know he was very adamant. You could tell, right? You could yeah. tell that he was very bothered by the fact that he was being called a cheater because it wasn't that long ago that you know he put this amazing performance in against Miguel Burchelt, mm-hmm. and of course now that fight is being questioned, yeah. right? Where you know where was he? You know how did he come out? One of his first, what third fight at 130 pounds against a monster at 130, and he destroys him. Yeah. So of course, naturally, people are going to question that. He says, "I'm not a cheater," and really impacts him. Here's the thing, Rick. I believe him. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's a cheater. He doesn't seem to me like the kind of guy mm-hmm. who's going to purposely look to gain an advantage through performance enhancing drugs. I don't. But here's the thing, Rick. Right? He works in a big camp. And he's yeah. got a lot of people around him, uh-huh. right? He's got a lot of people, by the way, who are paid. He's the cash cow, right? To yeah. make sure that he's prepared to fight. These guys, Rick, they're not like you and I, right? Like wake up in the morning and say, geez, what am I going to have for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I going to have cereal? Is there anything left over from last night? Maybe I'll skip it. And No, 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 Rick. These guys, every meal, everything they put in their body leading up to a fight is all very meticulously planned, Rick. Yeah. Right? They don't just, you know, yeah, open up the fridge and grab a, you know, Tupperware container and see what's in there from last night. So, I'm Valdez, Rick. I take inventory, meaning I get all of my people, all the camp in the room, and I say, look, I don't know what the heck happened. And by the way, Rick, I'm not buying this or, you know, the... the <laughs> herbal tea. He switched from coffee to herbal tea. Yeah. I get everybody in a room, and I say, Here, okay, boys, right? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. I don't know what happened. Okay, but whatever did happen can never effing happen again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I trust you people, right? Mm -hmm. I trust that you are giving me the nutrients and we're taking a scientific approach to what I'm eating so that I can perform at optimum level. But I do not, right, want to ever cross the line because that's not who I am. No, and, and, you know, he's where where he trains, you know, at the uh, with the Reynosos. Yeah. You know. Canelo makes so much money that they probably got the guys built in right there, and it's the same guys all yeah. the time. It's the same guys for each, for everybody in the team. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, yes. Yeah, somehow, you know, somebody messed up here. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And so I, I, I do believe him, right? Mm. I do. I don't know him, right? But just based on what I've read about him, his story, right, mm. kind of how he came up, uh, he doesn't cross me as somebody who's going to kind of look to gain an, an, a competitive advantage in an illegal manner, right? He's yeah. done it through hard work. So Oscar Valdez, I believe you, brother, mm-hmm. right? But, <laughs> right, yeah. you've got people in your camp, however, that get paid depending. Yeah. Let's be honest, Rick. Every fight, especially with you know with the fighter, we've talked about it, right? The their tenure in that zone of greatness and making a lot of money is very short. Mm-hmm. And one fight, one way or another, Rick can make a difference in millions. Yeah, right. And so they and I'm again, I don't know, right? It just but it just seems kind of odd. That's all. Yeah. All we all we have are the facts, right? So we're not speaking based on assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, um, you know, feelings. No, we're based on he tested positive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, I can't, I kind of find it hard to believe that yeah. they don't know exactly what this was. Yeah. You know, there there had to be in some you know vitamin stimulant, you know, something that he was taking. Yeah. That had this in it. Yeah. And then they realized it. Yeah. You know because. I think they tested him a week before, a week yeah. after, and it was and it was gone from his system. So. Well, that that particular um, drug supposedly clears in twenty days. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he could have taken it. Whatever. Yeah. Let's just say two weeks before, okay. and then that's why he tested negative for it afterwards. It doesn't mm-hmm. stay in your body very long, and and um, I mean studies are even shown by the way that the the enhancement part of performance is not even when you're on the drug. By the yeah. way, there are studies that have shown that you actually perform better after the drug. Mm-hmm. Not while you're on it, yeah. which just kind of says a whole lot, which is why. The UFC, by the way, you know what their drug testing policy is, Rick? 365, 24 by 7. Yeah. And as, yep. as, as it should be because yeah. especially in that, well, mm-hmm. in that sport, yeah. you know, you're, you're choking people, you're right. breaking arms, you're right. breaking legs, and it's all legal. It's still a combat yeah. sport, though, and the thing yeah. is, by the way, and it's not cheap, by the way. Nonito mm-hmm. Donair, remember, he refused to fight his countryman, yeah. uh, Casamayero, and that was why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing right now, in fairness to the fighters, it costs money, by the way. Yeah. If you want to participate in that and you voluntarily want to subject yourself to VADA testing, you have to pay for the testing mm-hmm. and it's not cheap. Okay. Um, and so that's why they, the UFC, of course, right. Which we've talked about how they do it right with rankings and who fights who they do a lot of things. Right. And that's another one mm-hmm. where they, where they completely have it over boxing a few years ago, if you remember, um, they tried testing the Charlo brothers, the Vada did, and they couldn't get a hold of them. Yeah. Right? And so they said, oh, we're doing some promotional stuff for Fox. Yeah. And, and the only repercussion for that is you get a missed test. Mm-hmm. Right? So you get enough missed test, and it doesn't mean you were positive. It just means you missed a test. Yeah. Right? So, so many opportunities. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But so many opportunities, man. Yeah. You know, you know th- this fight probably shouldn't uh, have taken place. I think... You know, and the other part is they probably paid uh, can say how you know extra money yeah. to not complain and not yeah. pull out of the fight. You know, but here's the thing: is it's probably it's definitely his biggest payday. Yeah, you know the the biggest fight of his career. Yeah, you know how can he back out of it? That's he's, a re- he's that's a very good po- that's a really good point, Rick. Yeah. That's a really good point because they probably got some kind of clause that says, hey, if you don't fight this guy, mm-hmm. and we put in first of all, they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to reschedule it because who's going to go pay to watch no. him in a main event? Yeah. Right. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, he's looking at it like, yeah, this is my one opportunity. And I mm-hmm. still get the again. I, I um I feel bad that it happened because I do feel that in these cases, guys like Oscar Valdez are end up being kind of the um, 
the they take the brunt of it all, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's because they trust everybody that's around them. Yeah. And obviously, again, somebody has to know what happened, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. switch from coffee to herbal tea. And I think nobody was answering uh, answering questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they right. interviewed Canelo. Yeah. You know, but uh, Reynoso wasn't answering questions. You know, right. they, they took the whole week kind of off. Right, right. Which I don't blame them, yeah. right? I don't blame them, especially after the whole Canelo debacle. Yeah. So. Yeah, what 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 a mess! It's mm. unfortunate, especially coming off of that great performance against Burchell. It now puts a damper on it. Yeah. And so, if I'm Bur- if I'm uh, Oscar Valdez, what does he need to do? He needs to preemptively, which I believe he's being forced to. Yeah. But if I'm him, I'm going all out and saying I want to be tested every single day. I want to be tested every single week. But uh, here, here here's the other part. Yeah. He does all this. Yeah. And if his next fight, he doesn't do well. Yeah. You know, what are they going to say? Oh, well, this time you weren't on it. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But this is why, though, Rick, that I think for him, I think he needs to use this as a motivation. Uh-huh. I think he needs to submit the urine, the blood sample on a weekly basis. Yeah. Get another big fight, um, whether it's with Shakur Stevenson or no, they're talking about the winner of. Uh, yeah. The winner yeah. of Jamal Herring, Jamal Herring which yeah. is going to be Shakur Stevenson. Beat Stevenson, and I think that vindicates him. Yeah. But you got to test every single mm-hmm. week. Because, again, I believe you, Oscar Valdez, yeah. right? Now, here's something that was unbelievable about that fight, Rick. The judge, after the fight, yeah. comes out and says, hey, I was swayed by the noise. I was swayed. I couldn't see. My view was obstructed. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. I've never just, heard that. Yeah. And... You know, just like major league umpires, they never interviewed yeah. after this. this is the first time right. I've ever heard a judge. That's right. Come out and say anything. Yeah, he's coming clean. Yeah, and so you know, he was he was, uh, you know, his penalties were even worse. He wanted to yeah. take a retraining program. <laughs> That's right. He, you know, he, uh, you know, I don't know if he even suspended himself. That's I think right. he did. He said he didn't want another uh, yeah. title fight until you know yeah. he. He completes all this. That's right. What what integrity, right? Yeah. What integrity? Just throwing himself at the mercy, uh-huh. right? By the way, smart on his behalf in some ways, right? Yeah. But you know what? It does not, okay, it does not free him of the fact that um, 117 to 110, I think, yeah. is what his core card was. Come, there's no way. But, yeah, you know, I, I think um, he probably thought too highly of himself. Yeah. I think after this fight, everybody was going to be talking about the positive test. Right. Nobody was even going to – like, no, we weren't right. going to mention no. his scorecard. That's a good until point. They, you know, so he yeah. jumped – he got out in front of it yeah. when he probably didn't have to. No, you're exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a situation, right, where, yeah, he's turning himself in, yeah. right, for, you know, for stealing a candy bar, right? Well, mm-hmm. there's a huge, you know, bank heist taking place down the corner, yeah. right? It's like, man, we don't care about that. No. You're right, because I'm reading his story, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking, like, hey, man, no one really came away with that fight as a robbery. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, there's some people that are saying, oh, no, we, you know, we think it could have mm-hmm. been a draw or maybe, you know, split decision. But, right, nobody's walking away. The big story yeah. is why did the fight take place to begin uh-huh. with? Yeah. You're right. And then this, this numb nut <laughs> inserts himself. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, Com- coming completely clean, clean. And even know? then, you know, he's barely the story. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he's not going to be headlines. And no. judge admits to obstructed view and swayed, uh-huh. right, by the crowd noise. Give me a break. And yeah. by the way, Rick, he's not telling us something that we didn't already mm-hmm. know. Of course they're swayed by the they're crowd swayed, noise. Yeah. They always are, right? All he did, right, is confirm what we've known all along, yeah. right? He was just honest enough to own up to it, but it's like, dude, we knew that already. Yeah, you know, if right? you wanted to give everybody a story, talk yeah. about how he was swayed by, 
you know, the dinners he got from yeah. top rank, you know, <laughs> That's exactly the, the, right. the hotels that he got put up in yeah. for top rank. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tell us what Bob Arum, who, by the way, Bob yeah. Arum is going along with the, with the herbal tea uh-huh. and who knows what happens and, you know, he shouldn't be <laughs> ostracized. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Right. What, what, what are some of the quote unquote, the perks and privileges of being a judge leading into that fight uh-huh. of all other fights? Yeah. Give us that tell all. Yeah. Not, I was obstructed by the cameraman and I couldn't hear. We don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, yeah, talk about coming out. But you know what, though? Maybe he's smart, though, Rick. Yeah. Right? He did it when there's, you know, there's a lot more action. There's a lot more. Again, yeah, they're robbing the bank, and he's taking the candy bar at the store, at the store next door. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's smart of him. Yeah. Right? That it's just kind of going to go, right? He's going to, he's probably going to win some kind of like integrity of the year award. Yeah. Right? Maybe, maybe at the end, you know, yeah. we'll he'll, he'll get an award from us. Maybe we'll maybe. try to get him on the show. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That may have just gotten him on our show, right, <laughs> yeah. as being the best judge to tell it. Who knows? Now, right, yeah. every promoter maybe wants him mm-hmm. to, to, to uh, as a judge on their next championship fight. You know, we need more people like you. Yeah. Right? He's going to be a bunch of other judges. You know what? Yeah, the tr- yeah. Trinidad de La Hoya fight. I got to tell you, you know, yeah. yeah, my grandfather was from Puerto Rico, <laughs> and that's why I gave these rounds to you never know. Everybody yeah. all of a sudden, man. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Rick. We got one more segment in us. Um, actually, yeah, we got some news. I know we still got to talk about the yeah. Holyfield, Balfour, and then we got the stat of the week. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. It goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Yeah, man, I can't help but still thinking about that judge, you know. It's like, <laughs> how about turning himself in and no one cares? Yeah, nobody cares. Right? The story was Valdez. Yeah, talk about like he'd already gone away with it. Yeah. And especially, you know, it wasn't as bad as who was it, that judge from a couple weeks ago. We uh, even forgot about that one. Yeah. You know what you want talking about? The 117, uh-huh. 110, yeah. and, you know, the, the judge has been suspended. We even forgot about that. We move on yeah. because we know that nothing's going to happen. The judge is going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. And this guy even even provided his own sentencing. And, and, right? and he'll pop up again, you know, yeah. somewhere, you know, be like, yeah, right. there's another bad decision. By yeah, this guy. full training program. Yeah. I'm going to have to review like, wow, he's yeah. setting the bar, right? Setting the standard on what judges mm-hmm. should do. <laughs> when they feel they got it wrong, it's like no one cared. It's yeah. the tree in the forest, right? That if nobody hears it, did it make a sound? Scientifically, it didn't. Yeah. And this numb nut, you know. All right, Rick. But we got a couple of fights, other fights that took yeah. place that we wanted to talk about. So on the uh, ESPN card, um, we'll talk about this one really quick. But Junto Nakatani looked very good. Yeah. Um, against um, Angel Acosta. He certainly um, did. TKO fourth round, you know, uh, bloody nose and. It just kept uh, dripping all over the ring. Yeah. Um, the same Angel Acosta that we saw on the yeah. undercard of the uh, Ryan Garcia, yeah. Jose Lopez. Yeah. Uh, right. Same one, you know, former world champion. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it got stopped. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other one in that fight or in that card was uh, Gabriel Flores. Yeah. Uh, an impressive uh, from Stockton, you know. Um, yeah. And, um, he loses a wide unanimous decision, and he was hurt a lot by uh, Luis Alberto Lopez. Yeah. i tell you what, man. Something was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've gotten anything out after that fight, but yeah. remember we were talking about Flores just didn't look the same. No. I don't know what was going on because no. this guy, he was fighting. I'm not saying he definitely was not a bum, right? He was uh-huh. a decent fighter, but not somebody that you would have thought would have handled Flores the way he did, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and you don't know you know maybe you know he didn't train as hard as he should have you know maybe he had a tough time you know making weight but um you know it's it a huge upset you know um they're Major. really high on gabriel flores and i'll tell you right he's the one again you know his mom that passed away mm-hmm. he's got a good story big buildup i gotta tell you man yeah. i don't know right now i know they were talking about it's okay he'll come back from a fight like this i'm not so sure rick yeah, no. It, I'm not so sure after a fight like this. He 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 got beat up and and it was to the point where, you know, I think we were saying it, the um the announcers were saying it. Yeah. That fight needed to be stopped. You know, he didn't need to take more punishment. Horrible again, right? Yeah. The referee first of all is the yeah. only one, by the way, who has the ability to stop it. Now, he could stop it based uh-huh. on input from the doctor. Yeah. If the doctor feels that the fighter's not able to continue, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's the referee and then, of course, the corner. Well, yeah. the corner in this case happens to be his dad. Yeah. And his dad was listening to him, right? Um, and I get it and I don't get it because I'm yeah. sorry. If that's my son, that's your kid, there's you, no way. You've got, you've got to stop it. I'm yeah. sorry, but that was ridiculous. That goes back, Rick, I've told you before, where there needs to be another official that mm-hmm. has the ability to stop a fight that is not the referee. Remember, yeah. there was once a time in boxing, Rick, was the, where the referee was actually one of the judges, Yeah, believe it or not, where the referee would turn in a scorecard. How could you turn in a scorecard, right, that, that, is, com- that is completely objective mm-hmm. while refereeing the fight? So that's why they stopped that. Same thing. How can you referee a fight and then also be expected to tell when a fighter isn't able yeah. to continue. It's too much to ask of a referee. You need another trained professional sitting ringside who's looking at it objectively and says this fight is done because the referee is too close, Rick. Yeah, and it, it just, you know, you, you've got the uh, the trainer who's the dad. Yeah. You know, doesn't want, you know, he's listening to his right. son. He doesn't want his, his son to be upset with him for stopping that fight when he feels like he could have come back. But he's got to stop it. The ref, I know the ref probably didn't want to stop it because – you know, uh, this is top rank was really high on this guy. And, you know, top rank could be like, we don't want this ref, you know, here anymore. You know, yeah. he you know, yeah. stopped this one too soon. Yeah. You know, um, he's got a, a right to go out on his shield and he's got this and that. But he wasn't he had nothing left. He wasn't no. going to win this. No, fight. everybody watching that fight yeah. knew that Flores Jr. had no shot mm-hmm. at coming back and winning. He had nothing left on his punches. There's no way he was going to land a haymaker and somehow turn that fight around. Yeah. Only thing that happened is he was just going to incur additional uh, damage, Rick, yeah. brain damage, etc. He probably took about an extra 50, 60 punches that he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. This is when you live the fight another day, yeah. and you have to save the fighter from himself. Yeah. And, and the dad failed him. The referee failed him. But I think boxing failed him, period. And, and the other side of that? Is he was twenty and zero with seven knockouts. He's, right. he's not a huge puncher. That's exactly right. You know, if in going into that, you've got to know. Right. You know, there's a good chance he's not going to knock him out. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll, we'll stop it and uh, yeah. That's a great you know, point. And, and we'll That's go back to the point. drawing board and yeah. Um, you know, live to find another day. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, it's not like he's done that before, mm-hmm. right? Where he's got a chance to land that haymaker and finish it. Yeah, that was horrible. Good. Again, it was a, it was a good example. I was going to say, yeah, of of why we need that extra official Rick that can stop fights. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, this past weekend we had the uh, Vitor Belfort, Belfort uh, Evander Holyfield fight. Yeah. Um, embarrassing that this fight even took place. Um, Evander Holyfield knocked out. You know, in the in the first in the first round. You know, uh, he looked old. He looked slow. 
easy to hit. He was off balance when he got did get hit. And, um, you know, I think at the end, uh, Belfort unloaded 20 unanswered punches. Yeah. You know, he was blocking most of them. Yeah. But he was done. You know, when we talked about, right, all the exhibitions and the old-timers, uh-huh. this is exactly the fight that we've been talking about as to why these guys shouldn't yeah. be coming out, Rick. Okay? And, of course, unfortunately, it had to be Evander Holyfield. Yeah. I'm sorry, man, but 58 years old, almost 60, this was a disaster. Yeah, I called the, the Jake Paul Woodley fight a disaster uh-huh. and probably the wrong way to describe it because yeah. it was not a disaster. It lived up to exactly what they talked about. A lot of hype, a lot of talk, and they got in there and they did their mm-hmm. thing. This was a disaster. We don't need to see a 58-year-old. I don't care if it's Evander Holyfield, one of the former greats, of yeah. a Hall of Famer, you know, the Holyfield, the Riddick Bow bouts. Who cares, man? Yeah, and it just— It's just it, ridiculous. It, it was sad to see. He was 58, you know, in great shape for a 58-year-old. Yeah. But he just can't take a punch. He, he's wobbling around the ring. The other thing is when you listen to him talk, yeah. you can tell he shouldn't be fighting anymore. We, we talked about that, Rick, before the fight. Yeah. You listen to him get interviewed, the slur in his speech, mm-hmm. right? The kind of like the non-coherent sentences that that he puts together. They're kind of fragmented, yeah. right? I, I, I mean, it, it just it blows me away. That that anybody and it remember I was asking you I was like wait a minute so De La Hoya's out yeah how in the hell did Holyfield just get to step in yeah you know he's got to be what thirty pounds heavier than De La Hoya right you know right how how, how did that even happen yeah. and I don't blame Belfort like Belfort was saying hey man he came out and threw like a vicious right mm-hmm. and a left he's trying to hurt me right and you know we do a lot of bad mouthing of commissions and everything yeah props to the California State Athletic Commission yeah. for not sanctioning this fight yeah and having them move it to Florida yeah. Yeah, that's exactly they right. They didn't want, you know, Holyfield getting hurt in their ring. Yeah. And they sent it somewhere else. Yeah, because it, it didn't. It was going to take place at yeah. the Staples Center. Yeah. Right? So, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Great move by the California State. Our state. Our state, yeah. And, yeah. and no, I'll tell you, man, it was, uh, I, and again, of course, afterwards, Holyfield is still talking about hopefully he gets to fight Tyson. Uh, Come and, on. And here's the thing, and, I, and yeah. I think we've said it a bunch of times on this show. Yeah. Holyfield always beats Tyson. Yeah. The Holyfield I saw in that ring does, yeah. does not beat Tyson. I think Tyson knocks him out. Yeah, I think in, so too. Badly in the first round. Yeah, except that it'll probably be for money, and I think that it may be like somewhat choreographed. And don't yeah. be surprised if uh, Tyson carries uh, Holyfield if they yeah. do that. I mean, it's it's money, Rick. It's all about yeah. money. But I'll tell you what, he completely blew it. I don't know how much he made for this fight, uh-huh. but he probably lost out on a bigger paycheck yeah. by foregoing this one mm-hmm. and then fighting Tyson. For yeah. probably what could have been, you know, millions. Yeah. The the other part about this one was Vitor Belfort. I don't know if you saw after the fight. Uh-huh. His family's in the ring. Yeah. Everybody's crying like yeah. he had just won the World Series. Right, right. Well, the thing is, Rick, in fairness, in <laughs> fairness to them, right, this is a big fight. Yeah. Right? He's an MMA guy. It's only his second actual boxing match, right? Nobody expected yeah. him to win. And I'll tell you what, right, it's hard to say because it was against an old man, Holyfield, uh-huh. But he looked pretty active. You kind of wonder how it would have been with De La Hoya. Yeah, you know, right? I, I think... Um, you got to wonder. I think it definitely would have been a better fight. I think when when you watched De La, De La Hoya training, he was moving quickly. Right. When you saw the workout that Holyfield put in three or four days before the fight, yeah. he looked slow. Right. He wasn't moving well. Right. You know, th- there was no reason for him to be in that ring. They, they threw a name in there, and I don't know, was it Triller? Who was who was promoting this fight? Uh, Triller. Yeah, they, they, I'm sorry, man, but nobody's going to be held accountable to this, but yeah. you basically put an old man, yeah. right, to just get completely, but again, he's an adult, he did it, it's all about the money, 
just complete ridiculousness. Yeah. The only good thing about this, Rick, is that hopefully this stops all of these other exhibitions. Yeah, I, I that, don't know that, if it That's does. lopsided, at least in yeah. this case, Rick, where it's just lopsided. I don't care. I know you had mentioned, you know, Barreras talking about fighting uh, yeah. Daniel Ponce de Leon, whatever. Yeah. At least those are two fighters. Yeah. And they're both okay. old. They're both right. Yeah. Right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is a 58 year old guy yeah. who, like we said, right, sounds like just doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Uh, also on this undercard, you know, a couple other guys, you know, Anderson Silva. Yeah. You know, who Anderson Silva really uh, didn't take a ton of punishment yeah. in the octagon. Yeah. You know, I think he, uh, but he knocked out Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Who has been knocked out plenty of times. Yeah. Basically put him to sleep. Yeah. You know, uh, with a, um, I believe it was a, a left a short, hook. Was a short right. Yeah, short I think right, it was a yeah. short right that started it. Yeah, the short right is really what put him out. Yeah. Um. And again, right, coming off his big victory against Chavez Jr. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a guy. Right. There's a guy again. Mm-hmm. Surprised they're not. He's not calling out Jake Paul. Yeah. Right. Because those guys are those guys are right there. Yeah. No. And then uh, the one one last fight. You know, David Hay. Yeah. Picked up a victory. Um. You know, it's, it's a unanimous decision over uh, yeah. Joe, the billionaire for Fournier. Yeah, and now he's he said he only has one fight in mind. Yeah, you know, that he'll come back out and fight. For. Yeah, he wants Tyson Fury. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> he was putting down Belfour for beating up on a fifty-eight-year-old, yeah. but. Give me a break. All right, Rick. Um, we're going to come back with Stat of the Week, yeah. and we're going to wrap up round 15, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Stat of the Week, Rick. We got to do our Stat of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got, Rick? And we'll stick with the great, you know, Evander Holyfield. You know, Whew. this is, uh, you know. He's the term loosely, unfortunately, yeah. after what just yeah. happened, Rick. So um, Evander Holyfield was the only four-time heavyweight champion of the world. Four-time, which yeah. means the only one who had the title, uh-huh. lost it, and then regained it. Like Ric Flair, where he's 16 times. Right, right, right. Of course, I forget who told him I told you. That yeah. means you're the, a 16-time loser, <laughs> is what they told him, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, did you watch Heels this weekend? Yes, I did. I didn't watch it yet. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm it, it was awesome. It was you a know, good I, one? I don't want to ruin it for you. Because the week before, there was no ring action. Uh-huh. There was just the, the house the, burned down, uh-huh. a lot of stuff going on. You got that Wild Bill or whatever uh-huh. guy, oh, right? Well, He's he's in this next one. Playing. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I bet. And so yeah, so this one uh, was a little disappointing. So there's mm-hmm. some ring action this time. Yeah, ring action this time, yeah. and uh, you know, wild, plenty of wild bill. No, oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet, man. All right, so Holyfield, he wins the he wins the heavyweight world championship uh-huh. against two against. Um, I know he won. I, I know he won. He beat Bo. He beat uh-huh. Tyson. John Ruiz is somewhere there in the mix, but what was the order oh, of he, the four? He, he won it from uh, Buster Douglas. Oh, he won it from Buster Douglas. Yeah. Okay. Won it from Buster Douglas, lost it to Riddick Bowe. Yeah. Regained him from Riddick Bowe. Yeah. And then lost him again to Michael Moore. Yeah. Uh, then he beat uh, Mike Tyson. Yes. To, to get it back. Yeah. Um, and then lost to uh, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. And then beat John Ruiz. Yeah, to regain the time. and and see, and that's and by the way, you know, you listen to all that, hence the slurred speech, yeah. right? Which again, right, from a pure boxing p- fan's perspective, we love Lennox Lewis, right? Yeah, he's a legend. 
his resilience and his sustainability, he's able to take a punch. Wow. No, right? yeah. And and he fought, you know, the, the, the legends, a lot of the hard hitters. Oh, yeah. You know, he fought George Foreman, Rick yeah. Bowe three times. Yeah. You know, he fought Larry Holmes. Yeah. Um, you know, Buster Douglas, you know, Mike Tyson a couple times. Yeah. Lennox Lewis twice. Yeah. Undersized, uh, really, Rick, because he was really more of a cruiserweight. Yeah. Right? No, no. Yeah. He came up uh, from cruiserweight. Um, he lost to James Tony at the end of his career. Yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is a guy that was always, always fighting an uphill battle, right? It yeah. was always fighting against, uh, you know, it's the little engine that could. And the one thing that he had was really all about heart, yeah. right? And his resilience, right? And his ability to take a punch and his ability to give a punch. Bad matchup for Mike Tyson, like yeah. we said. But, again, going back to what happened over the weekend— that's just it. There's a lot of lot, lot of lot of miles on those tires, Rick. Yeah. And Matt, in fact, there's enough miles on there that you know the tread test with the Abe Lincoln and the yeah. Penny. Yeah. There's nothing left. <laughs> there's no tread left. Yeah. You know. Uh, they, they they can't. And I don't think he will be back in another ring. I don't. I don't think. Who sanctions? Him? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Who, well, here's the thing, right? The Almighty, the universal lubricant of money is who sanctions that, Rick. Yeah. And if they agree to some, you know, and he's going to say, well, he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He took the fight on what eight days' notice, yeah. right? And so he did what he had to do. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully, no state or athletic commission mm-hmm. at this point, because that would be just absolutely think about it, right? Irresponsible. For anybody to sanction a 58-year-old that just got knocked out in one round. No, and he looked I, horrible, like you said. Like no, he, yeah. But he it, threw a left punch and, and, and fell down. He was falling all over the place. It, it was bad. And you, you, can, you can tell a lot by boxers, you know, their last five, six fights. He had yeah. to fight in Russia, yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. You know, here, the boxing capital of the world, West Virginia. That's right. And yeah. Denmark. Yeah. Well, he, had a lot of, he has a lot of kids to feed, too, yeah. Rick. <laughs> yeah. You know his story on that side. All right, either way, Rick, we still love him, legend, Hall of Famer. He just doesn't need to be getting tossed around the ring and throttled by Victor Belfort by an MMA fighter, okay? We want to remember him in those wars with Bo, Tyson, um, and George Foreman, etc. Rick, round 15 is done. Round one, fight five next Monday. Can't wait. We got a lot more stuff that we didn't even get to. Yeah. I know the Manny Pacquiao getting his legs massaged. Yeah, before the fight. Yeah, we a got lot a lot of blame going around. A lot of stuff going on. I'd rather talk about that in its own session yeah. next week because, you know, we got some takes on that. Mm-hmm. I know I mentioned the Barrera de Leon. So a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.